Have you ever noticed how we're different and the same and the same and we're different and we're different and the same? All kinds of people, all kinds of people, all kinds of people in the world. Now, on the Talk of Muncie, WMUN, all kinds of people, hosted by Dr. Joe Mashevitz. Getting to know the people of Muncie and Delaware County, Indiana, in a way you've never heard before. It's another way we're using our voice to build our community from Woof Boom Radio and 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, WMUN. Here's your host, Dr. Joe. Good, good morning, everybody. WMUN, the talk of Muncie. And my guest today on All Kinds of People is Elisa Wells, the Executive Director of Community Engagement at Ivy Tech. Elisa, welcome to our studios for All Kinds of People. Thank you so much, Dr. Joe Mashevitt. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the pronunciation of the name. I think you're the first guest that's taken an attempt at that. I appreciate that. Um, I think you're in your sixth year now of Executive Director. And I'm quite fascinated by what must be, I guess, some of the challenges of making sure that Ivy Tech engages totally with community and keeps those doors open to continue the process of educating people. And I'm just kind of curious, how do you prioritize those things day to day and reach out to a variety of people? Joe, it is challenging to balance all of it because you can't be all things to uh, a community. And we are a community-engaged institution, and we want to, to prioritize the people. Um, I, I'm often saying people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And one of mm. the things, I, the, one of the first things I did, this job... Uh, actually was created. We never had a community engagement director, executive director. It's never been a position that Ivy Tech statewide even what has you, had. What do, you, what do you think triggered that? I think that wanting to connect to the communities we serve, doing a better job as a community college, wanting to, to connect with the people that we serve was, was the um, driving force. Um, currently, we have three positions across the state that are similar to mine, okay. and and that's growing. That's growing per campus. Um, but what the way that I prioritize is the first thing. One of my first job responsibilities, I did a listening tour, and so I went out and I talked to the neighborhood associations and I talked to the community partners just to get a feel of. The first thing I wanted to know is, what is Ivy Tech doing well? And then the second thing I wanted to know is, what are we doing not so well? And how can we help you? Instead of coming into a community and saying, you know, we're going to save you. We have all the answers. You should just come to our institution and all your problems will be served, uh, solved. I realized that I needed to hear from the people to see what they really needed. And once I showed up and I was there and I rolled up my sleeve and was helping them um, to reach their goals, then the relationship was built. 
And that's that's the really the foundation in serving a community. You have to have a relationship with the people you serve. I totally love the concept of a listening tour. Thank you. <laughs> as opposed to I'll tell you all about us as opposed to <laughs> that's just a great little concept. Thank uh, you. To reach out and even within a classroom situation, it'd be so really nice if teachers would always say, Okay, I want to listen to you people for a little bit today to gather that information like you're suggesting it's a great tool it, if you if you really intend to come alongside and serve others you have to know where they're coming from you have to meet them where they're at is what as, as people like to say the way that you do that is to listen yeah. we always have our opinions and we have our degrees and our experience and I can remember my undergrad degree is in social work, and so I can remember graduating in the social work department from Ball State University, and I was going to take on the world. I was going to, you know, I had the experience, I had the degree, and I had the passion, and I was just going <laughs> to save the, the this community, save the world. And, and the more I worked and, and with people who were underrepresented, and um, I learned so much more from them than they ever learned from me. Let's, let me back that up now. What what do you think triggered the interest in social work? I know exactly what triggered it, Dr. Joe. Um, my father lived in Kokomo and uh, was diagnosed with cancer. Um, I was in school going through a very bad divorce um, and had to get him into a, a hospital uh, uh, closer to me so that I could visit him. So I ended up taking him to Indy for treatment. And there was a social worker there. I, of course, I was devastated, and, and I brought my two little kids, and I, she okay. saw I was struggling. And Challenging time. Absolutely, sure. it was. But um, we were very, very close, and I was his primary caregiver, and so um, I knew he needed some serious medical attention. And that social worker, I will tell you, was so wonderful to me. She answered all my questions, and she told me things that I, I, I just and gave me answers I wasn't getting anywhere else. And then she helped me connect him to resources to help him. And it was a life-saving situation. I, I was devastated. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to help him. And she was just right there. This was a woman that had never met me ever. And as soon as I realized how much help she was and um, just how quickly she stepped in and helped connect me to resources, I knew that was what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to help people. All my life, I've, I, love, I love all kinds of people. I, <laughs> so the title of the show just, just grabbed me as soon as I read your email. I love all kinds of people, and I, I knew I wanted to serve people. But there are a lot of ways you can serve people, so I wasn't real clear on how I might do that. And this social worker just, she nailed it for me. It's very interesting how we bump into role models along the way. Oh, yes. And then identify with them, and they become part of us in a very interesting way as we go along, too. I couldn't agree more. We, I, I, I'm often saying, you know, I'm the sum of all of my experiences in sure, life. Sure. I, I am interested in the fact that um, your family uh, came up from the South um, 
eight siblings in your family? Yes, sir. My mom is from Greenwood, Mississippi. Okay. And she lived there, uh, born there, lived there all of her life. Uh, she married um, and had eight kids, and uh, the marriage ended, and she moved to Indiana to be with her parents and my aunt. Met my dad, and then they had me. So I'm the only one of her nine kids. I'm the baby. <laughs> nine kids. Eight. I'm the only one born in Muncie, <laughs> Indiana, right out there, Ball Hospital. And my siblings tease me about it all the time. Um, but I will tell you, I, I, I tell her, you know, you save the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that a lot. <laughs> so, so within a family of nine, do you recall some of the highlights of that time oh, growing gosh. up. I mean, I, I'm an only child, so I, oh, have, no. I can't tie into this at all. Thank Bless you. your heart. I, I will tell you, Dr. Joe, I would not trade being from a big family for anything in the, in the world because it taught me very early on about serving others. It taught me about community. It taught, taught me about uh, sacrifice. Um, sometimes we had to, my mom worked, and so we had to pull together as a family and make sure that the house was clean. We had to make sure our homework was done. Um, you know, my sisters had the talk with me because I didn't want to talk to my mom. And so they, they were educators, they were mentors, they were babysitters, they were my best friends. It was they, a community absolutely. Absolutely, it was a community. And to this day, you know, they're who I want to be with. If, I, if I'm if i vacationing, if I'm traveling, um, I'm, I'm remarried now. And when I got married the second time, all of my siblings were in my wedding. Ah, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, that's I love incredible. them. They're, they're the best. We're talking with Elisa Wells, the Executive Director of Community Engagement at Ivy Tech, everybody. And I'm going to come back with Elisa and uh, find out just a little bit more about that family and her own family as we continue with all kinds of people on WMUN. This is WMUN's All Kinds of People with Dr. Joe. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to um, All Kinds of People. Elisa Wells, the Executive Director of Community Engagement, is with me this morning. And Elisa, we just talked about growing up with eight siblings. Um, I know that uh, since you were the only one born in Muncie, you headed off to Muncie Southside. And I'm just kind of interested to know what kind of activities you started getting involved in at Muncie Southside. Oh, Dr. Oh. Joe, I loved my years at Muncie Southside High School. I actually have a group of friends that I uh, meet with on a quarterly basis and have dinner that are my Re friends from the, high school. The reunion. Yes, yes, the mini reunion. Okay. I'll tell you, I um, the thing I love most about Southside is there were so many things you could get involved in. I was in the choir. I was an athlete, so I ran track. I played volleyball. Um, I attempted basketball, but I wasn't very good, and so I quickly let that go. And did you do, <laughs> did you do volleyball varsity? I did not. Okay. I was just okay, okay. in volleyball. Um, I was I was very very good in track. I was a, a really disciplined runner. Okay. I was a sprinter, and I enjoyed it. 
And I did that for the first couple of years that I was there, and I thought I would really do that the whole time. But my uh, sophomore year, I met uh, Miss Sue. Um, uh, Miss Sue, oh gosh, I can't yeah. recall her last name. She was she taught DECA. She was the DECA ah, director, okay. distributing okay. education clubs of America, and she wanted me to enroll in DECA. She saw something in me and she said, you know, I can get you a job and you can work. And um, I learned so much uh, about work and being a good employee and how to show up and make your customers feel welcomed in your store. I was the youngest person that uh, worked at the service desk at Kmart North, if anybody Uh remembers Kmart North. Um, I, can see, I just fell in love with work. I can see you very easily being a good greeter. I was, I was, I was. But I wasn't just always smiles and giggles, Dr. Joe. <laughs> Sometimes I had to help security, you know, in, in sure, theft prevention. Sure. And I had to tell people, you know, we can't accept this material back because it's out of the package or you don't have the receipt. So I had to also be uh, stern with, with people. And I was very young. I was a teenager. And so sometimes people took that to mean that I was going to be a pushover. And I quickly proved them wrong (laughs) in a nice way. Well done. In a nice way. I understand. And choir music was part of that? Oh, yeah. I always loved music. I still love music. On my drive in, um, you know, I always start start my morning out with gospel. Okay. And so I get my praise on. And then I may occasionally, like this morning, I went to Aretha Franklin. So I love, I love the ah, Queen. Um, I'm a Detroit born and raised. Person. Oh, okay. I used to take the bus down to the Motown little studio and oh. sit on the curb and listen. So I can relate to that. Oh pretty my easily. goodness! It was oh, great. that would have been amazing. Great. That would have been amazing. I know that um, the bulk of your work takes place at Ivy Tech, but I also know that you've done some work as board of directors with the MLK Dream Team and Whiteley Community Church and Urban Light. And so making time for all that, along with engaging in the community, I mean, that is part of engaging the community. It is. But what triggers that for you to want to also bring your skill sets to those groups and help them out? It, it, it goes back to the listening tour that I talked about and just getting out and meeting with those folks. Uh, Frank Scott, who's the president of the Whiteley Community Council, even though I'm not a Whiteley resident, my church home is in Whiteley. My husband, my current husband, um, grew up in Whiteley, lived there all of his adult life. We love the Whiteley community, and um, so it was a no-brainer to join that group. They're doing some amazing things. And um, we're actually in talks right now. Ivy Tech is going to host uh, a course, and we're going to offer it at no cost to the student in the Whiteley community. So I'm working with the Education Committee. I'm the the chair for the Education Committee at the Whiteley Community Council. And so that's something we want to bring to the community. It's it's a way of bringing Ivy Tech to the community and hopefully introducing some folks to Ivy Tech's process. We have some wonderful certifications and associate degree opportunities for young black business folk who may not have formal training, formal education. And and this is an opportunity for us to give back 
to that population of people. That sounds really unique to work with that group to bring them into a course to let them know that there's other avenues of education besides what they're doing. Um, and so you you have a sense that's going to get extended is it, if it clicks? It is my hope. It is my hope that once they take a course and, and just get some basic training on how to start your business and how to keep up with the bookkeeping and paying the taxes and other accounting principles, once they get some basics, they'll be intrigued and want to learn more. And the hope is that they'll be better business people. Um, one guy said at our meeting, you know, turn that hustle into a business. You know, there are a lot of people who have, who don't have formal education, but they're very intelligent and just need to be connected to the right resources to have an avenue to take their business to the next level. And so this was a way that um, when we talked with the council and we talked with the membership, this was something they said they, they really would like to have. There are a lot of businesses in the Whiteley community uh, and they want to help those folks to strengthen those businesses to bring up the economic um, situation in the community. I think it's a wonderful way to connect with folks and to serve them in a way that's going to be meaningful and impactful. Yeah, it seems like a great way to for an educational system to reach out and, and connect, like you're saying, as opposed to maybe wondering if they'll ever come to school. When I went to, when I was getting my bachelor's degree at Ball State, I, uh, right after I completed my degree, I took a job with 21st Century Scholars, which is a... a, a a scholarship program for low to moderate income families. And so I thought, oh, these people will be just beating down my door to get this scholarship. Not so, Dr. Not Joe. So. I had to create all kind of gimmicks to get people to come in and hear about this free scholarship that would give them four years of free tuition. So one, my, my biggest challenge was helping people to understand the value of education. Um, I told you about my, my magnificent mom, who is the wisest woman I have ever known. Uh, she has a 10th grade education. She bought her own home, two homes, and raised nine kids. Um, all of us earned a high school diploma. That was, that, that was required. You either did that or she beat you. Sure. <laughs> I know. In a nice I way. I know. But I hear <laughs> she never really talked to us about going to college. And so we, she didn't really know how to support that. What she did know is we could do whatever we set our minds to, and through Christ all things were possible. And so she did encourage it when we, we were interested. And so um, that's just something that I think is really important for us to do, help people to understand the value of education, even though it may not be your culture, it may not be the norm in your family. It's something that is possible, and we're here to help them do it. Yeah, I hear, I mean, I do think it's an interesting way because there's got to be people in various communities who see other people going to school mm -hmm. but feeling like I'm just not capable. Right. And part of your job clearly is to reach out to those people and say, time out, try this one course at least, or think about this so that we can trigger that in you and get you lined up 
to go on for more things. Education changed my worldview. It changed um, the trajectory of my life at that time. Um, it, it, in my opinion, is uh, the way out of poverty. It is an opportunity to do something you never thought Opening you'd some do. doors. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and when you're not involved with all of this, your husband and your two children, mm-hmm. do, you, do you get away from it all? I do. I do. My husband and I have eight children together. He has six. I have two. Together okay. we have eight. <laughs> and ah. eight is enough. Yeah. Um, we uh, <laughs> travel. Uh, I like to read. Um, I, I, making memories with my family. Uh, okay. He and I both are very uh, family-oriented people, and so um, that is what what I love to do in my spare time. Good. We've been with Elisa Wells, everybody, the Executive Director of Community Engagement at Ivy Tech. This has been WMUN's All Kinds of People with Dr. Joe. To hear this episode again, or any other, hit soundcloud.com slash WMUN radio. This has been a presentation of Woof Boom Radio and WMUN 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, the talk of Muncie.